It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, yeah, time for Off The Leash on this Tuesday afternoon and we heard in the uh, the promo there the Phoenix is not far away. It's only uh, 11 days away, Cozzy, and I can't wait Sorry. to see what McInerney can do on December 17. But before oh. that, we've got Group 1 action at the Meadows this weekend. We've got the final of the Silver Chief, and it's an intriguing race because Amron Boy has been absolutely flying of late and rejuvenate. He's the new boy on the block, and he could be absolutely anything. George Ferruja joins us now to discuss it all. Good afternoon to you, Georgie. Good afternoon, guys. Back in the studio after heading out to Lara. Yeah, yeah made it back safely. Uh, yep. And how, how good was it? We had a little chat to uh, our mate McInerney, just a little whisper in his ear and said, you know what to do, big fella. <laughs> Get out there and towel him up. Towel him up in the first turn. Cozzy pep talk. That's what we wanted. I did. I just said, if you draw wide, just put the left hand indicator on and crash to the fence, mate. Don't worry about (laughs) it. He sent me a text later, McInerney. He said, I'm still trying to figure out some of Cozzy's analogies. (laughs) And whether they're they're legal. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good, guys. Good fun. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? I mean, we've got the box drawer uh, this weekend and... uh, yeah, look, hopefully we can draw a box, but, um, look, the opposition's going to be very, very stiff, obviously, including that greyhound you mentioned at the top, Amron Boy. Yeah, he's been flying, hasn't he, George? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know if there's a more informed greyhound in this country right now. No, and, look, Saturday was one of the special wins, guys. And, I mean, if we if we cast our mind back to the day, you know, it's one of those days where it's just a really clear day. Um, there's not much wind. The temperature's nice. That's when you can really run fast time. And I tell you what, he was so close to breaking that track record, which, by the way, guys, is heading on to eight years, standing for eight years, Alan Deed. That's a long time for a track record to be held where all the best greyhounds in the country come and try to break it. If you think about it from that point of view, it's incredible. So his run was amazing. He even got a bump on the first corner and then looked like he nearly shaved the, the fence as well, like going through the first corner. So... It wasn't like it was clear sailing from box one where he pinged the lids and everything went right. I mean, for him to run the time he did was just unbelievable. Um, His run-home time, guys, is as elite as you're going to get and highlights how deadly he would be over 600 metres as well, but that's that's for another day. I mean, he's racing so well over 500, but he's just just chasing so well, and he's understandably the $2.20 favourite. But a greyhound that we've mentioned, I think in 90% of the off-the-leashes in the last three months has been rejuvenate. And he comes to town for the first time, guys, and run the fastest time on debut at the Meadows, 29.46. George, I reckon Matty would know this called off by heart, but let's just hear rejuvenate, towel him up in uh, Heat 2 on uh, Saturday night. Racing, rejuvenate out fast on the inside. Good chat, Wispy is going up fast. Uh, dropping out last, there would have been Deakley Class. May have gone amiss as they turn to the back straight now. And rejuvenate the leader. Two lengths out in front. Brutal power, handy second. Four lengths away then. Good chat, Wispy. A gap on the race in Victor Damien. Winnie Bale followed by Zylan Bale. Coming off the back straight and rejuvenate the leader. Shot away. Eight out in front over Brutal Power. Good chat, Wispy. Followed then by Victor Damien and Winnie Bale. But rejuvenate is set for another big win. It's blazing a great trail here to win it. In a breeze. Good chat, Wispy. Second, third, a Zarlan Bale to get. Then Victor Damien, followed by Winnie. George, it was almost like he was remote controlled. And over the back, someone's flicked a switch and said, well, just kick in the afterburners now. And away he went. Well, that was going to be the interesting point for me, guys, because obviously we hadn't seen him over anything further than 460 metres, right? So 
Um, and as we've been preaching, um, his run home time suggests that 500 uh, metres wasn't going to be a problem. But I, I would say that the Brown family would have been absolutely stoked with the way he got to the line. He did go 17.58, guys, down the back. Now, the track record to the back marker is 17.37. So, in essence, he's about three and a half lengths away from Fernando Bale's record. That's incredible when you think that that's his first start at the Meadows. I'm not suggesting that he's eventually going to break Fernando Bale's record, but it gives you an indication of his pure speed, and then he's got a back end. So if he gets to the front, guys, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, to and look, he's built, he's built up a record of 10 wins from 12 starts, guys. Do you often find dogs improve a lot from their first run to their second at the Meadows? I mean, it'll vary from dog to dog, obviously. But can they improve yeah, I mean, a lot? I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it varies from dog to dog. This Greyhound's had a really good grounding, and we've discussed that. He said... You know, 11 starts provincial. He would have gone in rock hard fit. I'm not. You, you couldn't suggest he would improve much more. But the fact that that was his first true 500 metres, I, I read somewhere that he he trolled post to post, which means one whole lap of the track or box to box, which records the first two sections, and then they slow the lure down in the home straight. So for him to run the 500 out the way he did, it's pretty scary, guys. To be honest. So uh, look, he, he's just a young greyhound where. You can now start to pick off some of the nice races because you know you've got one that is capable of, of racing in them. He might not have the sex appeal of his brother, Amron Boy, but he was impressive on Saturday night, Amron Dan. Let's have a listen to his win. Racing. Amron Dan, box number three, began pretty well away faster. Anchor rope near the outside, pushing through. Flavaz Bale. Amron Dan is back to the tail of the field and down on the first turn. They were doing die hard. Then trouble to Honor Scotch going down the back straight though. And the leader was Flavaz Bale, two lengths in front. Here comes Amron Dan, leaning the charge, followed by Lead Alex. A gap in the race then, turn of Pungarator. Anchor rope coming to the turn now. Flavaz Bale narrowly going through Amron Dan, pushing up on the inside. Amron Dan with the inside, burst through, takes lead Amron Dan too good. Often goes a little bit underrated, doesn't he, George? Yeah, he does. Look, he's had some really eye-catching runs. He, he sort of set up person on a personal note, set up my Saturday night for a good start on the punt because, uh, we, you know, we tipped him on radio from the basis that we thought he was going to be close enough to them or closer than what he had been previous and that's exactly how it worked out. Sometimes plans do come to fruition and I, I think the NS. Um, Jamie and, and, and Brooke Ennis would be absolutely wrapped that the two brothers have made it through. They haven't been blessed with a lot of luck. Obviously, Amron Boy just missing out on a Melbourne Cup, and who's to say he couldn't have won that? So well, I think this is just desserts that, that both of them are in it. Amron down to $21 and Amron Boy's $2.20, but look, that's not to say that Amron Dan's not a chance if there's a little bit of... Uh, a scuffle, but you'd say it's hard to hard to go past those two greyhounds we've mentioned. All right, Amron Boy ran about eight lengths quicker. Let's hear him win. Racing. Amron by on the outside began pretty well away faster. Elite Jets going to lead. Amron Boy around the outside followed by Victor Tony as they turn to the back straight. Amron Boy over to the inside second charging through on the inside. Going after Elite Jet down the back straight and Amron Boy burst up on the inside and took the lead now. Raced away three out in front of Elite Jet. A gap in the race then to Benella Baird followed further back by Raymond Blazer. Well back would have been Hipper Griffin back to the tail. Victor Tony adding us bar but Amron Boy racing clear. It's a big win by Amron Boy Strolled away by about 10 of an Alabama. Followed then over the line here by Raymond Blazer. Next then came him. George, he, he flew from the pink the other night. We know he just loves the rail. Could he be in strife if he draws in the middle? Yeah, look, his first split was 5.16, which is not elite. Um, that's the only fly in the ointment with him. 
But he can counter that, um, Cosby, because he's just chasing so well at the moment. He, he, if you can see him, I know it sounds silly, but you almost see the will to win in this greyhound. He charged through that first corner. Um, there are there are people that think that if Rejuvenate can begin cleanly, that he might be able to hold Amron Boy out. But that, but that even might not be enough, because as I said, Amron Boy's run home time of 11.80 is just next level. It really is. Um and that's, he's consistent. His first splits have been 518, 5.16, 5.19, 5.16, 5.16. So you know what you're going to get from Amron Boy. And I suppose if we can cast our mind a little bit forward to the Phoenix, that might be the fly in the ointment for him. If he draws 6, 7 or 8 and he gets trapped out wide with a lot of speed, he's going to have to rely on a little bit of luck. Like we've seen in that Melbourne Cup, he nearly got to Titan Blazer, but not quite. Um, but look, that was one of the runs the best runs I've ever seen at the Meadows, guys. There's no doubt about that. Say say what you like about the track being in good order, which we did in terms of the conditions being perfect for fast times. That was one of the best runs I've ever seen on that track. It just 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 the brute power of that dog. So, uh, look, he, he's going to be incredibly hard to beat come Saturday night. And I believe we've got some nice weather as well come Saturday. So um, he might uh, smash the clock again. I'm just looking at the forecast. 24 top and uh, just sunny, no sign of any rain. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely perfect. And and look, as I said, Alan Deed has held this track record for a very long time. If you think about all the, the track records that have been held at Sandown, which was broken and then broken again, um, obviously Hartsville Rico held it and then Aston Rupi broke it. There's been no such luck at the Meadows. This, this dog has held it for, for eight years, Alan Deed, of course, the sire of Yachi Bale, incidentally. So, yeah, look, his <laughs> Hamron boys certainly got the ability to get pretty close to it as we see. George, just looking ahead to the Phoenix for a moment, and obviously he's going to be one of the major players next Saturday night, um, or sorry, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I think the tab doesn't have a market at the moment um, for the Phoenix, but he was, I think, when they did have one posted, second favourite behind Wow, She's Fast. Obviously, box draws play a big role in things, but he's a pretty versatile greyhound. Is he the one to beat, you think, in the Phoenix? Oh, look, he's got to be right up there for sure. I mean, look, there's a little bit of speed in this Phoenix um, with She's a Pearl and Wow, She's Fast, as you mentioned. Um, Paddy wants Pat. McInerney's no slouch early. That run to the first corner is, is just going to be huge. So, um, yeah, look, he's just... He's, look, uh, no doubt Connections would want to draw um, closer to the friend, fence with him, but you'd have to consider the way he's going at the moment. He'll be a chance from wherever he draws, but but clearly if he can draw one, two or three, I think he'd start favourite. And what about Scofflaw on uh, Saturday night, George? Let's have a listen to the win, which I'm sure will bring a smile to your face once again. Racing, Scofflaw on the inside began fast. There was Zoho Bale, Pedro Fernando going up on the outside, like an arrow. Into the first turn now, Scofflaw down on the inside leader by about three lengths now to like an arrow going around the outside to be second. But four or five behind the leader now, followed by Dewana Berger. Next on the outside, the Teo Bale, followed by Pedro Fernando. Zoho Bale's well back and boom burst off the back throw. And the Scofflaw's a middle down in front. Scofflaw, ten lengths in front as they round the bend from like an arrow. Up the home running though. Georgie, you must have been wrapped with that. He ran pretty good time as well. Yeah, he did. Look, he um, he, he went really well at Sandown in July. He ran around twenty nine thirty nine. He showed good speed, and it's not to say his form has been poor since then. But he's had a couple of injury concerns, and he just hadn't seemingly raced at his absolute best. But that was as good as he can go. We were really proud of of his efforts. So, 
Yeah, look, we've got to contend with box five. But in fairness, guys, even if we drew box one, I mean, when you're up against Amron Boy and Rejuvenate, you're always um, going to be up against it. So, no, look, we'll be cheering him home. Um, we're proud of the fact that we bred him and, and hopefully he can do us proud on Saturday. You mentioned Amron Boy. I'm just looking through the, the honour roll here of the Silver Chief, um, George. But for probably a head, he could have won the Melbourne Cup and, and gone on to uh, perhaps look at the Silver Chief. Light of Fire, 94, Canton Bale, 99. The only two have won that double. Oh, absolutely. Look, Canton Bale's probably one of the best greyhounds I've ever seen, guys. I mean, he, he talk about will to win. He was he was an absolute star. Um, Brett Lee's won this race. I mean, it is an honour roll of honour rolls. It really is. It can match up there with any of the age-restricted races anywhere in the country. There's no doubt there. Um there's a great little story with Amron Boy, obviously owned um, by, by Brett Nye and Jim Saylor, who are um, grandfather and grandson, um, and you know would be a, an, an unbelievable thrill for that family um, to, to get the chockies as well. So, look, there's a lot of great stories, as there always is in, in these type of races. Hundred thousand, nothing to be sneezed at. And look, if you can win a race like this, guys, then all of a sudden. Uh, again, you, you don't want to think too far ahead, but then there's races like the Tenley in February, where if you can win a, a, a Group 1 race on the track, that holds really well with the selectors come come February. So, look, Amron Boy, you'd think, is one greyhound who's already right up there to be selected in, in invitational-only races, but that'll just... Um, Add to his uh, CV. Well, it's interesting, George. You've, you're involved with yours and uh, you're betting. Well, I'm just looking at the record too. An 81 Tempix image one. He was by Tempix out of Simply Honey. He was bred by Peter Donegan, who used to do uh, call the races, the Grand Racing here on the uh, three Z in those days. Used to remember Pete as well um, when they used to um, pan live to the Top Gun on Channel Ten. I yep. think. Uh, um, you know, after a, a show, um, and it would be on for two or three minutes on free-to-air television, which was fantastic, and I remember Pete hosting those. So he was heavily involved in greyhound racing. Hopefully he still has a look through um, when races like this come about. Yep, there's been some good names. Big Daddy Cool, Kilty Lad, some rippers, haven't there, over the years? Lightning oh, look, oh, as I said, it, it's, it's been a race for the ages, and it's been a race that springboarded some fantastic careers. I mean, you'd, you'd argue that Amron Boy's career's already um, past that springboard stage, but, you know, Rejuvenate, for instance, I think he's the perfect prototype for what you're looking for in this race. Young greyhounds on the way up, and uh, yeah, can't wait for Saturday night. I know Matty will be cheering for Rejuvenate, <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, there'll be, some, there'll be some good stories. Can Jason Thompson win it with Triumph? Oh, look, he's such a serious greyhound. I mean, he ran 29.82. The only concern for Triumph is where he's going to sit on the first corner. But in terms of pound-for-pound pound ability, absolutely. Um, if Amron Boy gets ahead of him, you wouldn't think he'd be able to run Amron Boy down. And as I said, Rejuvenate at his first 500 was incredible. So that's the only concern for me. He, he won't have the speed to probably lead them. Um, and then how is he going to run some of those other greyhounds down? But again, he's a greyhound that strikes me as a bona fide group star when he steps up over 600 metres going forward. Obviously, he's still comp- contending among the best over 500, but um, I think that's where his future lies. Well, let's hear him win from the blue. Uh, heat 8 on Saturday night. Racing Hotscotch on the inside out fast going with an early Cosmic Sin. Hotscotch Cosmic Sin early followed by Exalted pushing through on the inside there. Tinker Norm as they turn to the back and trouble out the tail in Electra Teddy and Hotscotch is tailing right out. Going down the back straight on Tinker Norm the leader. Four or five clear. Triumph going out after it followed then by Exalted. Next on the outside then came Quinlan Bale. A gap there to Electra Teddy followed by Cosmic Sin coming to the turn. Tinker Norm the leader. Triumph is the big danger though. Getting up on the inside takes the lead and Triumph dashing curve. 
third, the end of from Ticket Norman. Third is exalted. George, could it set up to be a race where something comes from behind? If we get Amron Boy and Rejuvenate going crazy up front, something get a clear run in behind them? Um, it's probably not likely, only because of the strength of those two greyhounds. The other one I wanted to mention, guys, was Landon Bale, drawn off box one. I mean, he's a greyhound that came in with terrific Meadows form, and he defeated some very, very good greyhounds. And he had, he had box six, had to navigate that through the heat, and he went very, very well. And his first split, the split was outstanding. He's a greyhound that um, has got very good first two splits. His run overall was still good in the low 30 seconds, but... You know, it's a grand like Rejuvenate, Amron Boy, um, you know, False Confidence, Triumph, these type of greyhounds sit behind him, he's going to be in trouble because his last 50 metres is a little bit of concern. But he's done absolutely nothing wrong. Team Delbridge, obviously, still riding on crest of a wave from winning the Melbourne Cup, and you'd never discount him in a race like this. And he's shorn beautifully off box one. So, especially if Rejuvenate and Amron Boy just get into a bit of a bumping duel. You know Landon Bale could be off and gone there. So, um, he's shorn perfectly. He's at $10.00. He's going to get his admirers, guys, especially $3.25 a place. Um, he's been pretty steady at $10. Um, there hasn't been too much movement, to be fair. I mean, Amron, boy, I think people are scared to back against him. That's for sure comes out of that. Yeah, it should be a good race. Uh, plenty of chances, although there does appear to be two standouts. So uh, we will wait and see what happens. I'm looking forward to Thursday night as well, George. We've got heats of the laurels at Sandown Park, and um, we've got strong fields right across the night. Yeah, we do. I'll just go through some of these heats if, if we can, guys. Yep. Uh, heat one um, is a Graham from New South Wales called Embrace, who comes here with really nice form. Takes on the likes of Jackpot Joan, um, who's racing in really good form. A um, couple of local greyhounds, including Magic Muffin, uh, in the first heat. Second heat, uh, your hero Bale, of course, who took out the SA Oaks, is a $2.15 favourite. If she brings her A game, she'll be incredibly hard to beat. But uh, the box draw certainly hasn't played in her favour. Mirabella Bale. Certainly overs for mine at $13 off box one in that second Laurel's heat. The third heat, guys, we've got another short price favourite, and this is these are the greyhounds that I like coming into the Laurel's. Baby JC, I think started favourite in the heat of a Melbourne Cup, won a Melbourne Cup prelude, been racing against the very best, has got good early speed, now comes back to her, not only her own age but her own sex, and I, I just think $2.20 um, is, a, is more than fair price. Uh, look, there's some talented greyhounds in the race, don't get me wrong, as you'd expect when you're racing in group company, but you think if baby JC does the right things early, she'll be incredibly hard to beat. Heat four, we've got another shorty in Guelph uh, for uh, Brooke Ennis, who could have a, a really nice couple of days at $1.90. This greyhound, again, coming in uh, with really nice form. Uh, second last of the heat, guys, uh, $1.60 favourite, Kelsey Bale. Same story as baby JC. Kelsey Bale defeated Amron Boy in a silver bullet. Um, won a Melbourne Cup prelude, um, unplaced in the Melbourne Cup heat, um, but had been racing very, very well. Um, $1.60, probably the right price if, if she begins, and she'll be very, very hard to beat. And in the last heat, guys, uh, $2.10 favourite is Piscopo Bale. Uh, this is more open, I think, this heat. Uh, Dottie's gift from Box 8 is uh, going places. I think Little Critter's uh, got lots of ability off Box 2. So there's six heat, guys, so the winners and the two fastest seconds go through to the final the week after, worth $50,000 to the winner. Now, George, we keep mentioning the dogs, how much fun they are. For people who think, you know what, I wouldn't mind getting into one, um, how do they go about getting a share? There's few syndication companies around, aren't there, at the moment? Yeah, there is. There are syndication companies around. There's also, um, as we've sort of alluded to, um, GRV and, and GRNSW have been in, in talks to 
set up something um, where they can um, probably put out a pamphlet at, at some racetracks. We get this question all the time. Mm. Um, we're on the back of, um, of the National Draft, which I've been um, a big part of. A lot of those greyhounds are either retiring or don't have too long to go. So something will be popping up in 2023, you can guarantee that. And um, I'm sure we'll be mentioning it on this show, but, but also um, it, it will have an online presence, which I think is really important. So, yeah, look, it's a great sport. The prize money's going through the roof. As you know, you've, you've got some greyhounds you've been telling me about, Cozzy. So hopefully we get to see them on the racetrack pretty soon. But just racing with mates, having a beer at a pub, even if you've got a small share... Um, people just get so much joy out of it. And uh, the number one thing, guys, that, that I think people are, are really enamoured by is the fact that once they've given their money up, there's a no-more-to-pay mm. policy in, mm. on most occasions. Some syndications run it differently, no doubt, but sometimes they'll just have a lump-sum fee at the start. They'll run the greyhounds. Um, if they're good, they're good. If not, we find them a couch and we go from there. So, yeah, look, it's exciting times going forward. Hey, Georgie, Thursday night, we've got the heats of the Hobart 1000 as well. It's Tasmania's only Group 1 race across all three codes. And I'll tell you what, some of the superstars that are engaged in these heats are some of the biggest names in the sport. It's almost like the best greyhounds that aren't taking part in the Phoenix the following following week that have headed down to Tasmania. You've got Photo Man going around in the first of the heats, Typhoon Sammy for Jason Thompson in the second, Vice Grip. The star Western Australian dog is there in the third. Fernando Mick for David Gill, who came so close to winning uh, a Melbourne Cup only a week ago. Uh, so it is some. There are some star greyhounds that are on their way down to Tasmania. Oh, there are, and and look, people use this race as almost like a country cup in Victoria, but with more prestige. I think it's the oldest group race in Australia. It's worth a hundred thousand dollars to the winner. And as you mentioned, there are some absolute rippers. The really interesting runner for me comes in Heat 6, guys. Big Opal Rocks, which is a greyhound I know. You've seen when he's maiden, Matty, if we you did. can recall. We're in the studio um, and we watched it. Now, our jaws nearly hit the floor, George. Oh, I remember this. Unbelievable the run. He went as quick as 29.02 at Sandown. He's been an incredibly fast but frustrating dog for Mario Briganti. I believe he's changed hands recently. He's now in the hands of Nick Stringer, different ownership. And he's a greyhound that just... On face value, lends himself to Hobart. It's a big, long straight, often referred to as the Flemington of ground racing because you really need a strong dog, even though it's over the 461. Um, there's no place to hide on that straight, and he's a greyhound with a powerful bound, and he's a dollar sixty-five favourite, and I can understand completely why uh, Big Opal Rocks are those odds. Um, probably would be highlighted by the fact that I think he trolled well there, so um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series. Again, guys, there's seven heats. So the winners in the fastest second go through. In the last heat, one of the um, one of the locals, Rojo Diamond, is favourite at a dollar sixty-five. So, yeah, look, really looking forward to it. Um, we've got the Phoenix right next Saturday, but before that, obviously, we've got the Laurels um, and we've got the Hobart Thousand. So it's just wall to wall. We'll be discussing all of that next Tuesday. But uh, um, there are, there is a lot to dissect, um, despite us being so close to Christmas. And one of your favourite greyhounds, George Shimmer Shine, he signed his first winner last week. It did at really big odds. I was kicking myself I didn't have something oh. on. Uh, there was a few in. I didn't know which one was the good one, but I think there's a few <laughs> of them that go okay. But to win on debut at the Meadows, I think he, um, she ran about 30 and 40. It was a good run coming from behind. There's no doubt she's city class. So hopefully we see a few of the shimmer shines. I rang um, owner Dave Gleeson. He was tickled pink. And, yeah, look, um, he was just so such a fast greyhound. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing a few more. Um, get through that. He's one son of Basha Bale, obviously hooked on Scotch is another, who's got two finalists 
um, in the Silver Chiefs. So we've got to we've got to have a shout out for Hooked on Scotch, mm-hmm. who of course um, took out a Hobart Thousand. Um, he's seemingly throwing some very fast dogs as well. So that these um, past stars um, are now being uh, rewarded as partners. Now, another greyhound had his uh, 100th start the other day. I think it was at Shepparton and got the money. He's going around Horsham tonight. Tiger time. Oh, look, I, love, I love some of these veteran stories. We see Benchester go around um, go around week in, week out, and they have a. he's got a new lease of life, Benchester. His recent form has been incredible, but uh, well done uh, to trainer Helen Croxford, who also owns the greyhound uh, Tiger time. Interestingly, he's by Shimmer Bar as well. He's got 100 starts. He's won 27 of them. Uh, he's placed in another 32, and he's won nearly 80,000 in prize yeah. money, Cosy. So, what a great uh, that's dog. The thing. Oh, it is. And, and you know what? There's, there's great money spinners out there. It used to mm. be, guys, um, 10, 15 years ago, if you had a greyhound that won 100,000, you were winning them in town, you won a feature race in town. No longer the case. You could win 100,000 with a greyhound that predominantly races in the bush and gets to that prize money, you know. Um, I wouldn't say quite easily, but there is a lot of greyhounds winning over 100K, and and the general public wouldn't have heard of, heard of yeah. them. Um, so I think, again, that just highlights the great prize money on offer in our sport across the nation. And I love the watchdog comment for Tiger Time tonight. Has panels on these, in form, looks the goods. Go you, good thing. <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes those comments uh, are quite funny to read, but uh, I do like that one. Um, as I said, my favourite of all time was a ground called Uzo and Coke, and the comment was preferred by the bar. But that wasn't a watchdog <laughs> comment, that was someone else. And, um, yeah, I think that, that's hard to, to top. Ron Hawksall comes up with some classics during um, his calls, and so does Paul Hammond. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, we look forward to, to Ronnie's call on Saturday. Yeah. Good on you, George. Good hey, to catch hey, up, mate. Hey, George, before we let you go, can you help us back a winner today? Yes, yeah, I can, mate. Sorry, I nearly forgot about that. Um, we'll kick off at Horsham. Uh, we'll kick off um, in race four, number six, a grand called Aston Calcara, who's been knocking on the door with not much luck lately. And again, I know it's got a sticky draw, but it certainly shows enough talent to be winning this race. I wouldn't say it's got panels on them, like the watchdog has said about Tiger Time, but I think Aston Calcara will be hard to beat. Race four, number six, quaddy numbers, seven, five and eight. Uh, second leg, number one, one out. Third leg, one and six. And we come home with six, one, five and three. Warrigal tonight, uh, a greyhound just starting off its career, but looks a talent and in good hands too. Race nine, number seven, Annie Oakleaf. A pretty clever name. Race nine, number seven. Quaddy numbers there at Warrigal, three, six, two and one. Second leg, number five. Third leg, four and two. We come home with eight, three, four and seven. Georgie, you're a good man. We'll catch up tomorrow with your thoughts on the Meadows on a Wednesday afternoon.